That's the sound of people standing in a queue on a ferry between Dover and Calais. And amongst the people in that queue are five people going to the Le Mans 24 hours this year. And you're coming with us. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed and the 2018 coverage of the Le Mans 24 Hours begins here. I'm Gareth, he's Zog. Hello. He's Stevie Sackin. Hello. He's Vince Borg. Good morning. And he's Raphael Perks. Why, hello. Your full titles. Uh, we've got five people going to Le Mans this year which means that instead of travelling over in one vehicle like we often do we're travelling in three vehicles. I'm driving the support vehicle at the moment, which is a Ford Ranger packed to the gunnels with all the camping equipment. Zog has driven down from London in a Ford Mustang. And do you like it, Z? It's terrific. More details to follow, but two thumbs up. Oh, that's a good start, because you like a Mustang, don't you? I do, yeah, yeah. I'd like a good American muscle car, and the Mustang is a good American muscle car. Which is why I booked that car for you for this trip. Excellent choice. Although it's not just for you, no, I get no, to drive no. it too. Yeah, yeah well, hey, we, we all get to drive it, we all get to appreciate it. Yes, we're cycling between the three cars. The pilot of the third car for the first part of the journey has been Vince Borg. Vince, tell us what car you're in. Oh, the Caterham. Ha, <laughs> I sorted a Caterham 7, it's the 420R, which is the 2-litre Duratec, non-turbocharged, non-supercharged version, but it's quick enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's certainly quick enough, especially around corners. <laughs> I doubt if there is a quicker car in the universe than that around corners. It's essentially a race car, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, you can tell, just even the acceleration at high speed as well. It's quite impressive. It's top speed's about 132 miles per hour, I believe. And with the roof off, that's probably quick enough. And I think the 0 to 60 time is something like 3.4 seconds, I think. We'll see how that goes when we get to a payage in France. We're concerned about Raf. Raf, how tall are you? 6'3", I think. We're not certain that you will actually fit in the Caterham at all. Yeah, we'll give it a try, we'll give it a try. <laughs> we, we have crowbars. Did you bring a crowbar, Stevie? Yeah, of course. Good. We've got everything. We can jam Raph in. Stevie was actually commenting on the headroom in the Mustang. Healthy? So, yeah, yeah, Raph, yeah. perfect. No Raph. problem in the Mustang, yeah, for sure. Glad to hear it. I'm concerned Raph won't be able to drive the Caterham because you've got size 12 feet, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I've got size 10 and I can only drive the caterham wearing the narrowest of my trainers any other shoes and when i break i'm accelerating at the same time i thought we already established i was going to drive it naked that's the only option raf i look forward to that entry of the spirit of le mans this is raf's first le mans stevie your third is that right fourth now you lost yes. count yeah third what? or fourth or second or fifth <laughs> i think it's your third i think you're right Zog, I think yeah. this is your 11th. This is... Close, it's got to be close to, yeah. This is Vince's second. Yep. Do you remember what year you came with us before? 2009, I think. Excellent. We camped at Bertrand's campsite, if I remember. And this is my 13th trip. Lucky for some. And my lucky is looking good already because 
on the early part of the journey, one of the straps holding all the equipment in the load bay, the open load bay of the Ranger, unraveled slightly and we were concerned that we may lose Vince's bike which is strapped to the top but luckily the flailing strap tied itself spontaneously around the tow bar holding everything down so luck is in what were the chances what are the chances of that yeah and the luck continues because I've noticed they're doing a full veggie breakfast on this boat this year which is great and for the one person who complained on iTunes that I talk about being a vegetarian on the show all the time would you say that's true Zog? I've noticed it being a major topic. No, no, I, think I, I may have mentioned it twice in the 13, 14 years, 15 years. Yeah. It may have come up in some of the Le Mans shows a mm. couple of times. You know, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't say it was a recurring theme per se. No, no, no. no. So, we're going to eat breakfast, then we'll update you when we're on the road in La Belle France. I don't know if you're able to listen in stereo with good headphones, but you should have heard a stereo left and right image there. Crickets on the right hand mic and the sound of the world's greatest motor race. On the other side of the mic, it is quarter to 11 on Thursday evening. We have established base camp, not to make it sound too dramatic, but we did have to put up two tents, and an event shelter, because there's five of us, and all the paraphernalia that comes with that, but it's now established at the travel destinations, Porsche Curves campsite, which is where you know we like to come every year. And we kind of got everything up, you know, the bedding, a bit of basic kitchen, turn around, everyone's gone. Because it's qualifying. Who's this now? Can I see? It's dark. No introduction necessary, the might of the Corvettes going through. What's this? Quiet. One of the Ferrari 488s. So I've walked up from my pitch, our pitch, to the viewing hill, which is a private viewing area at the Porsche Curves. Unbelievable experience. And here they come into the last right-hander. Towards the bridge, over the bridge, and head up towards the Ford Chicane and start finishing. They're carrying a lot of speed as they join this section of track, and the picture I paint for you now is like an amphitheatre of some kind. There's a great 360, no, hang on, 280 degree vista in front of me from right to left of uh, apex of a corner. It's the car's brake hard now, come off, apex. Oh. That dirty one, that was the Ford GT, of course. LMP2. 
another LMP2 third in class, whoever that is. And a Toyota. Did you hear that pop and scream? Don't see what that is. Another one of the uh, LMP1s, I think. I can't keep up. I haven't had a chance to read the spotter's guide because, as you know, we've come over on mass, not in one, but three very different, very exciting cars. And the whole idea of the journey was to drive these cars. And I thought we might get an opportunity to record something as we were driving, but it's been such a busy experience swapping five drivers between three cars that I haven't been able to get the recorder out, especially as every time someone drives the Caterham, you need to go with them and show them what to expect and give them the briefing because driving a Caterham 7 420R is uh, a fantastic thing. It does rather feel like actually driving a race car that's been very vaguely adapted so you can drive on the road, an absolute minimum automobile. And an utter thrill. And then I drove the big Ford Ranger, that unbelievably capable monster truck, the diametrically opposed opposite of the Caterham. What the Caterham is is small and light and tiny, and the Ranger is the biggest thing in the world. It's so big we brought everything, including the event shelter, but this isn't a camping program. It's a very versatile load carrier. It didn't come with any sort of cover over the load bay, so we had to improvise stuff with ground sheets, which we had plenty of because we're camping and Vince's bike on top to pin the whole thing down worked rather well and didn't pierce the waterproofing everything arrived here dry but I also got to drive the Mustang Ooh, a... quiet what's that what was that hard to tell in the light my eyes haven't adapted I've just come over here quickly yeah the Mustang was like being thrown at the horizon in a Ford GT which is exactly what it is so I'm really with the Fords this weekend because if you think about it, all the cars that we've driven in today, the Ford Ranger, the Ford Mustang and the Caterham 7 have all got Ford engines. So my team of choice, my manufacturer of choice this year is the Ford fleet of Ford GTs. But more on that when we tell you who we pick for the race. Well, I can find everyone because uh, I've come up to the hill. No sign of Stevie. People are waving. Good evening. Good How evening, are we? Man. You all right? You all right? Yeah, very good. What's your name? My name's Tim. Tim? Gareth, nice to meet you, sir. Hi, Gareth. You've been here before, haven't you, Tim? Uh, yeah. How many times? You know. Uh, fifth, I think. It's unbeatable, isn't it? You can't beat it. I'm only here for the Corvettes. Excellent. Because there's nothing better than trying to get a couple of hours kip on a Saturday night. I'm feeling the ground shake every time the vets go it's past. It's lovely, isn't it? Fantastic. Do you know what? I can sleep, if I have to sleep, and the cars are running, easy. If there's a safety car and it goes quiet, I'll wake up. That's my boy. Lovely panorama, left to right. Tim, lovely to meet you. Where are you from? Uh, Burnley. And did you, you drive down? Yeah, I came down with these five guys, four other guys. Um, came down today. Interesting cars. Absolutely. What are they? What are the cars you came over in? 
Uh, well, we came over in an E-class estate, which was liveried up like the Formula One medical car. Excellent. And uh, 330E, which is the same as the MotoGP pace car. Oh, nice. You've done some work there. Yeah, we did it right this year. Well done. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fancy dress show for cars, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. You've got, you got to make the effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of our cars are liveried up, not stickered up in any way. No. Which is unacceptable, really, isn't it? All stickered up for Le Mans. Well, you know, you've, you've, you've let your Le Mans down, you've let us down, and worst of all, you've let yourself down. And that's the second worst thing there is. Tim, lovely anyway, to meet you, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Take care, have a good I can, weekend. I can probably cheers you with my microphone. There Take you go. care, have a good one. Yeah, I'm us. sure we'll speak in daylight. Cheers. Bye-bye. Charming, lovely, funny, friendly. People who like cars. I was joking on Twitter the other day about the difference between football and motorsport and forgive me if I've said this before but motorsport is about excellence in engineering extreme technical performance and innovation and smart thinking and random crazy acts that change everything it's a beautiful complicated thing to strive for and football is about kicking. That's it. Kick, kick, kick. Kick it more. <laughs> Forgive me if I've offended football fans. But I do love sports like you. I just love a different sport. I love a sport with wheels. You like sports with spheres. The only thing that separates us. We disagree geometrically. Right, sorry, I am waffling. I do apologise. Zog made cocktails. You know, I'm getting the tens up and bang, this very complicated rum and cerise thing was produced. It tasted amazing with fresh ice, everything. We are camping in style. But um, we'll tell you more about this motorway. I haven't had an opportunity as yet to get hold of my spotter's guide and go through that with you and tell you who I'm supporting and why this year and what's interesting in the grid. But I will try and do that at the earliest opportunity and tell you more about these extraordinary cars. I think you'd be very interested to hear what Zog, Rash, Stevie and Zog have to say about these extreme vehicles they've said some extraordinary things to me i'll see if i can catch them and uh, we'll talk about that but hey i want to find out what's going on in qualifying and i'll get back to you That's the sound of the V8 on the Mustang burbling away quietly at the campsite. We're charging phones. It's Friday. Good afternoon. Welcome back to go to Speed. Last night was tremendous. We had incredible food, great company, too much beer and a cocktail. What more do you want? A motor race, 24-hour motor race and a trip here in a group of interesting cars. I promised that we'd talk about the cars that we came over in 
we've mostly all driven all the cars but not entirely Stevie three cars okay a Caterham 7 420R a Ford Mustang Shadow Edition or a Ford Ranger which one do you enjoy the most? that's a really difficult question that's the first question of the day and that, that's hard each car is so perfectly suited to what it was designed for so each of them is fantastic yeah yeah. which they, do I enjoy the most? the Caterham of course it has to be the Caterham yeah, yeah but in terms of kind of carrying tents and five people halfway across France that Ranger is astonishing no. and then the Mustang is just blue it's loud and gets noticed you noticed this I hadn't noticed we drove through Le Mans on the way here we came via a supermarket to stock up and when we were going through the little sort of suburbs of Le Mans little kids wave at the Mustang almost as much as they do at the Caterham everybody loves the Caterham don't they yeah but I'm surprised at how much attention the Mustang got interesting it's beautiful it, it is in isn't it? an American muscle car bright blue what is that blue they might call it ford race blue or something like that forgive me for not knowing i'll look into that but it's a signature ford blue isn't it you know you could see that on escorts and mark twos and you could see it on american saloon sporting was it the ls they used to do in america it's got ford in it that color yeah and it gets noticed and it's pretty yeah it is really pretty yeah yeah strong yeah strong strong featured like who do we love who's got a big jaw i don't know Grace Jones hasn't got a big jaw, but she's sort of, she's well, strong, isn't she? She hasn't got a big jaw. No, I'm saying she's. Mike Shannon has a big jaw. Oh, here, yeah, I'm talking about a female. Uh, Who do we love? Uh, Alicia Silverstone. Reese Witherspoon. Does he? Does she? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh no, no, hang on. Sally. It's got to be Sally. Someone. Mustang it's Sally. Mustang Sally. Yeah. Sorry about that. I knew I was going to get in the end. Zog. Hey. Uh, Stevie. Stevie enjoyed the Caterham. He had the most fun in the Caterham. It is a blast. But you quite like the Mustang, don't you? I do. I love the Mustang, yeah. No, it's terrific. What's the um, uh, Monsters, Inc.? Big furry guy. Sully? Yeah. It's a bit like Sully. In what way? It's a friendly monster and it's blue. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mustang Sully. Mustang Sully! My God. (laughs) I don't think we threw this programme together. Although, having said that, Sully is blue. He's not green, is he? He is blue. He's blue. He's blue. He's blue. Okay, good. Got that right. They go, yeah. It's so much fun just sort of, you know, tickling the accelerator just in order to hear the engine rev a bit and then let the revs die again a little bit, you know, and just hear it again, hear it as the revs drop a little. And And it's it's a wonderful sound. It's burbling and... uh, It really does burble. And gurgling and... And it's a six-speed manual for a Mustang. How exciting. And a very short throw on the mm. gear shift, really positive and tight. And that's actually one of the first surprising or strong impressions that you get on stepping in and driving it. You know, for me, it was the gear shift, the sound of it. It does turn heads. It's a lovely-looking car. And it's got terrific road manners. I mean, you know, whether mm. you're just tooling around town, taking it easy, or you're enjoying your drive down to Le Mans, stretching your legs a bit, it just feels terrific eats up those auto route miles um, it loves them doesn't it it does there are touches about it that are a bit plasticky but that doesn't bother me actually because it's designed to hit a certain price point it's not supposed to be an expensive 
luxury car, it's a performance car bargain, and it is a crazy performance car bargain. And if there's any one manufacturer who can claim to have that written in their DNA, it's Ford. You look at the history of things like the XR3 and the XR 4x4 and Cosworth and RS performance Fords. They were all high-performance cars at a much lower cost than an Italian car which would, or German that would deliver the same sort of performance. Yeah, well, as I was, Stephen and I were talking about this on the way down, I was saying that, you know, really, this, you, know, you know, Ford is the blue-collar brand. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a luxury brand like, you know, Aston Martin or Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I was speaking to a neighbour the other day who was a big Aston Martin fan, been through a couple of vanquishes and he was saying that actually if he was to get another car right now it would probably be a Mustang interesting oddly enough there it blows <laughs> Vinnie revving it in the background yeah so thumbs up for the Mustang yeah yeah love yeah. it yeah. Yeah. Um, the it's perfect car for the ride the, it's just a beast I mean it really well, wants to go quickly and it just responds you know instantly immediately and decisively to everything you do to it but if you're not hustling it along, if you're not driving it quite quickly, it, it doesn't feel quite so comfortable. You know, it gripes at not going fast. It, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, it either it wants to stall on you, or you know, because of the light and flywheel, or you, uh, uh, you know, it's just. So it's you know, a big old heavy clutch and brake. The clutch isn't heavy. The brake's heavy, yeah. You need to give the brakes the a good old shove. Yeah, yeah. Nothing servo-assisted. Uh, 1.9 turns well, lock to lock. I love the fact that it's so incredibly, in a sense, unsophisticated. It doesn't even have self-cancelling indicators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, that might add weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's such a cliche, but it's so true of that car. that The link between your brain and then what happens on the road at the wheels is just so short immediate efficient it responds you know and it just leaps forward when you uh, when you hit the gas you have to be a little bit careful when you stamp on that brake that you don't also (laughs) catch the accelerator that's caught a couple of us out i think but you do learn that but it's very tight it's it's just such terrific fun for me it's a number of things one is you don't get in it you put it on such is the tight fit of those fantastic carbon fibre race seats and you wear a four point harness it's easier to get in with a friend you can do it on your own but with someone else helping getting you in it feels like getting into a race car and prepping you put it on it's like being an extension of the body like a canoe amazing thing and the second one is just how visceral the whole experience is you can hear the limited slip diff the roar of the engine is literally and i mean literally eight inches in front of your knees perhaps and you see the body flexing on the wheels on the suspension you get an awareness of what the vehicle engineering is doing to do what it does and it begs you to do more it's one of those cars which you, you want to put your foot down you want to go deep into the corner and come out faster and more powerful without spinning it you know it has its own resonant frequency and that's a lot faster than a, a lot of the traffic driving we do there you go yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Vince yeah. if you had to choose between the Mustang and the Caterham 7 which one and why which one do you love the most I think I love the Caterham the most but I mean if I had the choice between owning either car I'd probably go for the Mustang because it's just such a beautiful car but yeah the Caterham's just out of this world really it's just a, it's a lovely sports car that deserves a lot of respect and needs to be learnt but I yeah. think you can really have fun with that car really. we, we had a rule on the cars where if you haven't driven the car before you have someone 
shotgun with you just guiding through all the nuances and never of all the cars we've ever had uh, if we had a car that needs a really good 20 minute briefing before we could drive it then the KTM there's a number of routines you have to go through there's the kill switch on the outside yeah the steering wheel pops off and there's two levels of that like a racing steering wheel You've got to get that sorted Bottom spline yeah with yeah. a yeah, yeah. release catch and yeah. then there's getting in and out isn't there which is the thing that you really need help with just to pull the seat belts out of the way the harness out of the way so you can get in yeah because if you sit in on top of the harness, you struggle to... <laughs> Cannot get it out. You learn that fairly quickly. It's not like being in a normal car where you can just reach across and pull the seatbelt. Yeah. Now, we haven't driven it with the roof on. We've put the roof on to store it overnight. Yeah. But whenever we drive it, we have the roof off. And you were doing good French auto route speeds yeah. consistently yesterday with the roof off. Yeah, after, just... dri- after driving... He managed Richard. to sleep under those conditions. Yeah, I actually nodded off, which was nice because you're in your own little shell, yeah. your own little cockpit. But he was pretty comfortable. Even with the wind rushing around your head, it's yeah, it's quite relaxing and peaceful. It's like it's another world. Yeah, you get into a mantra with it, don't you? I think the rumble. In fact, at some point, you know, you have you have sea legs. If you've been on the on a boat, and then you get off the boat and you're walking on solid ground, you think you might feel the ground sway. At some point last night, I was sitting here, and I said out loud, is it just me, or is the ground actually vibrating? And I think I was still vibrating from the residents of vacation, which was a brilliant experience. I can't recommend it highly enough. It's everything you expect about a lively, super ultra-lightweight, high-performance, treat it like Vince says, with respect car, and then more. It's unearthly how communicative it is, isn't it? Now, where's Rafko? Is Rafko for a shower? Raph, go for a shower. Damn it, I want to talk to Raph about cars. So there you go, that's our initial impressions of the three beauties. Yeah, we'll have more to tell you, as you know. Two o'clock Friday, we're still at the campsite, but we've been discussing a plan, and we now have a plan, what we're going to do. But we can't move on until we've spoken to Raph about the cars that we travelled in today, because I caught comments from the other guys earlier on. You never got to drive the Caterham, did you, unfortunately? Not yet, no. All go on the way home, I think. Yeah. Probably as a passenger, probably not as a driver. I don't think you're going to be able to no, fit, in. fit in. I don't think you will. I could take a bit off the end of my legs, maybe. Yeah. Squeeze in, shave a bit off the We can have a try. We'll have a look. I'll give it a try. Yeah. I need to give it a try. Yeah, good lad. Good attitude. You drove the Range. You drove the Mustang. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't driven the Mustang yet. Oh, you haven't? No, you've no. been in it with me, yeah. As a passenger, yeah. So you've just driven the Ranger. Mm. Yeah, it was good fun, though. It's the biggest thing I've ever driven. It's a brute, but as I've said to a few people, it, it feels like it drives you as much as you drive it, but yeah. that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's a nice thing. I loved being in the Mustang. That was fantastic. I'm looking forward to having a go at that. Yeah, you'll get to do that on the way back, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Ranger has been phenomenal, really. No matter how much fun it is being in the Caterham, when you get out of that, you kind of want to get into a big, warm, moving living room. It's just you know? like a big car that hugs you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's very a, comfortable. A car hug. It is, yeah. yeah. Good loading, all that. We love the Ranger. Of all the pickups I've driven, it's right up there. Yeah? It's right up there. Yeah, I okay. still think the Amarok might have the edge. Right, yeah, I know you're keen the, on that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. But I enjoyed uh, this being a, a manual rather yeah. than the automatic with the 3.2 mm. engine. So, unusual, big American engine. Yeah. Probably the same gearbox as a Mustang. <laughs> probably not the huge <laughs> Yeah, actually, that would be interesting to compare the two. Yeah. They'll, they'll be completely different. I think the Mustang be an American-designed one. Right. And the Ranger, 
Yeah, that's going to be an American actually designed. See, this yeah. is what I love about this trip. I'm always learning. Yeah. <laughs> We've come to Le Mans, I've come 13 times, I believe. I think that's right. And you learn a little more every time you come. And uh, we've learned that we've never been up to the pit lane, to the public area of the pit lane, on a Friday, ever. So that's something we're gonna try and do now. So we're walking up, we've learned, see, learning all the time. Uh, we've learned that one of the tunnels is closed, the one that we need to get is from the paddock to the paddock rather from the bottom end of the start finish straight so we're going in via the what we call the Danish entrance there's a, a part of the circuit a rear entrance which is where the Danish fans of endurance racing there are plenty of them for lots of good reasons Tom Christensen being 10 of them at least and they take over this whole area rows and rows and rows of immaculate little tents with the Danish flag on it, it looks absolutely brilliant and they have such a good time. So that's the entrance we're taking. As we're walking up, you might hear an interesting car going by because we're walking, is this something rumbling? Sounds like a V8. Oh no, it isn't, it's a Lotus Europa. A yellow Lotus Europa, French registered, left-hand drive, lovely. Slightly wider wheels, what do they call those fat steelies? Cheeky, a bit modern. Did we have a Lamborghini go by a minute ago? Did you oh, hear that? A Lamborghini? Oh yeah, yeah. Heard that, that sink. Was, that was chasing a... Uh, Alfa Romeo driver. Uh, a, a sky blue Alfa Romeo. <laughs> uh, no, it was behind uh, McLaren or some description. I didn't quite see which one it was. Oh, I missed that, really. Oh yeah, we saw, we saw P1 yesterday, didn't we? Did, yeah. Yeah, we like that. Car spotting. So, as ever, the spirit of Le Mans is... Spotting by noise. Yeah. Spirit of Le Mans. Spirit of Le Mans. Uh, the spirit of Le Mans. And it's very egalitarian. You know, there's as much going on off circuit. The people are part of the show. It's not just about the motor races. We all contribute by coming in incredible cars. And It's not as interesting when the people race. <laughs> the people aren't going to win. No. Someone wins in the motor race. What's this? Oh, Harley Davidson. Oh, bikes are always well represented here. They play a big role in the uh, Grand Prade du Pilon in town, the driver's parade in Le Mans, in between the drivers riding on the back of vintage vehicles, as you know, as they're introduced to the crowds. In between each sort of batch, each tranche, is a fleet of Harley Davidsons from all over France. It's the French Harley Davidson Owners Club, who are always really contribute. It's a spectacle when 50 Harleys go past. Everybody swoons. And I like cars. I love bikes too, but they make you swoon. It's good. Right, so, we're hoofing our way up. Nothing particularly exciting to come by. Some motorbikes, actually. Traffic's fairly light today, if you're planning them on. Fairly easy to move around. A Civic. <laughs> Things you never hear people say. Number 46. Oh, look, a Civic. Yeah, that's the new that DB11, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. You didn't hear it. It went by silently. Gareth Jones on speed. The international sound of international motor racing. We're in the pit lane, open pit lane on a Friday afternoon and I'm just wandering up and down with 
the full gang at the moment, but we keep losing each other and uh, giving Raf the first-hand guide to all the cars. The first car you see when you arrive in the pit lane is the LMP1, the, the big car. Did you get much of a sense of how sophisticated the Toyota was, Raf, when you saw it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. As, as you were saying before, this, uh, the suspension on it is just... It's incredible just seeing how it's all put together and everything. The, the so clean. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, it just it, it, it just screams mechanical beauty, doesn't it? When you look at it, you, there you uh, go. I don't know what I'm looking at, but I know that what I'm looking at is wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah excellence in engineering. I've said it. We're standing outside the BR Engineering car run by SMP Racing. They're running two cars, 17 in the number 11. And of course, Jensen's driving one of these in iridescent red, almost like a dragon's blood red, metallic, white and blue. It sort of suggests the Union flag, but really, it's Russian money, SMP Racing or a bank. It's the red, white and blue of the uh, Russian nation in some ways. Beautiful, beautiful. The cars look great. I want to get to the Rebellion. I want to have a good look at the Rebellion. Yeah, let's, let's have a look at those. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We saw Andre Lotter walk past us a minute ago. That's the beauty of Le Mans. You do get access. We haven't paid extra for the pit walk. And it's not as big a bun fight as I was expecting. I've got a rendezvous agreed with Zog. We might be here. Let's see. We're looking for the pink pig. They're revving up one of the cars right now. This is the 911 RSR. Forgive me. They're putting them through a heat cycle by the sound of things. Testing systems. That's a raw sound. This one's in the DMP Mori colours. Porsche Motorsport GTT. Bamba, Pile and Tandy's car. And I found the pink pig. Amazing. I knew this would get... <laughs> As you know, this is Porsche's 70th year, so many of the Porsches running in the professional category are painted in historic Porsche colours. There's a car in Rothmans colours without the word Rothmans on it. And there's a car in the famous pink pig colours of the, I think was it a 917 that ran in those colours? Zoggle, no. Zog will be here, I'm pretty sure it's his favourite car, he's mentioned it in the past as a part of Porsche history, and that's big to Zog. So he'll be here somewhere, I can just about see the car, the bonnet's off, and the doors are off, and I can see it's got a little fluffy pink pig sitting in the bonnet on the radiator. There's a chap in front of me with an inflatable pink pig, and it's been addressed with a felt marker to give it that stitching look and the names of the drivers on it. It's lovely, someone holding it on a stick here. You know, who says we take motorsport seriously? Look at this comedy. It's brilliant. I didn't realise that it was all over the car. Yeah, yeah. Pink pig. I'd only seen a small That's only its car. nickname. It's the colour of the sponsor from about 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And they brought it back as part of the celebrations of Porsche's 70th anniversary. What I like about it is that they've gone for it, you know? They've said, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it properly. Sense of humour. Impeccable. Come on, more to see. We're going to see the rebellions. Got to see the rebellions before they close the pit lane. I don't know how much longer we've got, you see. I haven't put my watch on. It's one of those sort of days. The garages are beautifully decked out, by the way, with sort of a historic red brick facade suggesting the early days of motorsport. The garages look 
like a theme garage and one of that guy with the pink pig has been invited into the garage to have his picture taken alongside the car now that's friendly isn't it they're all smiling in the Porsche garage really smiling Steve would like that oh here's the car in the Rothmans colours this is the number 91 Porsche Motorsport GT team in what alludes to the Rothmans colours it can't say Rothmans on it of course and the drivers Gian Maria Bruni is it Christian Leeds how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. What's your name? Oh, my name is Jan, hi. Jan, hi. Jan, are you Svensk? Yeah, no. no yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Dusk. Dansk? Uh, Dusk. Dusk? Dusk. Dusk. Um, uh, I'm a Walische, uh, Pedigal. I'm a Welshman. Uh, Hamburg, Hamburg? Hamburg, Deutsche, Hamburg, yeah, 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 yeah. Nordendeutsch. Nordendeutsch. I'm a yeah. Nordman. Yeah, yeah? Nordman, yes. Ich bin ein Nordwallischer Mann. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ich bin, sorry, that's terrible German. I'm better with Breton than, uh, than Germanic languages, but great to meet you. Who are you supporting? Porsche? Yeah. Which we, car? Uh, actually, we are on the marketing side, so we are okay. doing all this other stuff, like VR experience and all this stuff. It's great to see the sense of humor here with the Pink Pig. Yeah, it's such a popular they're, they're car. They're great. How, how the guy liked it to be with the, with the chief officer standing there, the mechanic. That was cool. Yeah, that was totally. good sense of humor. Yeah. You know, the, the uh, sense of access at Le Mans is very good. You'd never get that in Formula One, you know, but you can be invited into the garage here. It's wonderful. So you're here not the first time, right? No, my 13th visit. 13th visit. Yeah, yeah I've been okay. coming a long time. And I make a, a podcast great. about cars called Gareth Jones on Speed. Gareth Jones on speed. Speed. I'll yeah. listen to it. You'll find it. Okay. Go to my website, garethjones.tv. I get it. Or the iTunes store. You'll find I it. I'll find it. Lovely to meet you, nice my to friend. Meet you. Have, have a nice day here. Thank you. Enjoy the race. Well, cool. How are you doing? I was just going to say hi. I, I, I saw you and then... Uh, what's your name? My name's Eddie. Eddie, how are you? Where are you from, Eddie? I'm from Birmingham. Hooray! The heart of the motor industry yeah, yeah, yeah. in Britain. Man. Man. Big fan, so... Oh, you listen to yeah. the show? Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. that's unbelievable. Yeah, no, long time. Oh, thank you very much for your support. That yeah. means a great deal. I'm recording you're on it right yeah. now, Eddie. What's your last name? Hyde, Eddie. Right, well, make sure we credit you correctly. With a Y and an E? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got it right. Hiya, I'm Gareth. Nice to meet you. What's your name? John. Hi, John. You, you his mate from Brom? I am his mate, yeah. We both went to Birmingham University together. And you've been to Le Mans before? This is my first time. Oh, man, I'm envious of I'm you. I'm yeah, We're all on a 40th. Oh, excellent way to celebrate. I'm envious of anyone who comes for the first time. It's such an experience to take yeah. on board, isn't it? You yeah. know. It's an interesting, yeah. I've been to a lot of motor races before, but not here. So This is like all of them put together. Yeah, it was like a bucket list. Good choice. Yeah. John sex it. well it's still F1 <laughs> the two things aren't mutually exclusive <laughs> that's exactly what but welcome to the cult of endurance racing you. you will find that the Christianity of Formula 1 will let you down <laughs> and come to the non-denominational church of endurance racing yeah, yeah, yeah. bless you my son and by the way you know you like the Holy Land the circuit yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if you want to caress the track at any point <laughs> or have a quiet moment of reflection addressing these tremendous stands where epic things have happened Unbelievable stuff. The legends of endurance racing since 1924. Some of the greatest history of motor racing have literally ever standing. I may be overselling it. And Toyota two years ago. Oh, were you here for that? No, no, I missed it. I was sat over there and I saw the car stop just before the line and I heard a quarter of a million people gasp at the same time. That's pretty shocking. You can do that. You're not doing 24 hours of commentary, are you? 
Uh, we will cover the 24 hours of the race with updates. We kind of cover the start of the race, we cover the night running a bit, then we go to bed, then I cover the last two hours of the race, an update throughout. But it starts, you know, you've got to be in the stand at least two hours before the start of the race to get the sense of the build-up. They're incredible, incredible. When the cars start at three o'clock and they come down this line, if all the hairs on your arms are not standing up and you're feeling a bit tearful, you're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't wait. It's been, long. It's been too long. So. Yeah, yeah. Last year was too long ago for me. I need two of these a year. <laughs> nice to meet you, boys. Nice got to go. Enjoy the race. Thank you for listening. That means a huge amount to me. Thank you very much. Spread the word. Well, listeners. Of course. There's I forget that happens here. Everywhere you go. Well, it's, it's wonderful. It's very rewarding. It's well, nice it's, to know. It's, it shows that people really appreciate the show and appreciate they what you do. I've just seen the Ford. We're outside the Ford garage. Four cars. The number 66, the number 69, the number 68, and the number 67. Oh, my trousers. It's a big Ford year for me, this, for lots of reasons. As you know, I made that film about the Cortina. I've had a love affair and association, a personal connection with Ford for my entire life, since I was around six, that's 50 years. And these cars, the very essence of Ford, they're Ford GTs. They're not racing in the top category because they're accessible cars. But at the top end of the accessible cars, GT Pro, crack team of drivers, a lot of association between American manufacturing and design and Canadian, and uh, British teams running the cars at Le Mans. That's something historically which has happened with Ford in the very early days of Ford GT racing. So it's a traditional partnership of English-speaking motorsport nutters who take on this challenge with incredible cars. You can tell the Brits from the Americans in the garage. Can't you tell straight away? The Americans, the older guys, the white shirts, absolutely immaculate. The Brits getting dirty. I'm really curious to know what those two guys there are talking about. Guy in the sunglasses and the black cap. You know, he's Mr. Business. I'm here on business. This is business. He's Ford management. uh, Yeah, probably. The other guy's like... He's probably someone who's raced cars like this for 30 years and is discussing the finer points of something at the front end of the car. Yeah. They're trying to understand things at a very high level, I think, aren't they? Four amazing cars. Look at the size of these mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Strong lads. They work hard. They move tyres. They move quickly. They push cars. They lift things. Some of them are truckies as well. That builds your muscle. Loading and loading. The crew. I identify with crew. I used to be a roadie. You know, it's the same thing. These garages are bigger than the ones further down. We've got four garages here because they're running four cars, so they're two pairs of garages. Separated though, they're operating semi independently, two pairs of two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the 68 and the 69 seem to be sharing a crew or resources, and the 66 and 67 are sharing. Amazing. We love them. Love those Fords. But are they going to be quick enough against the Porsches? I don't know if they are this year. But they need our love. They need our support because it's not so easy for them this year. Right. Just seeing that front little bit there. 
what, what, what would you call that? Just, That's the know. grill, the vent. The gri- well, just that, that whole piece, that whole piece. The yeah, the, 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 the nose, the straight away the nose. That's yeah. a that's a full GT, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a so, it's so clearly uh, yeah uh, what it is, you know. Just even that tiny bit of the car, and straight away I know what I'm looking at. Yeah, it's got a face. It's got a face. Come on, let's go and see more cars. We're about halfway down the pit lane. You know, the scale of it is vast. Halfway and we get to the Fords. More LMP2 cars, Orica Gibsons. This one is the... Uh, whose team is this? This is Jackie Chan Racing, who these guys almost won the race last year. At one point, the LMP1 team field had been decimated by bad luck and accidents. And the Jackie Chan car, which had been running quick in LMP2, led the race for a while. But they got one of the Toyotas running again, and they're a nice-looking car. Oh yeah, with the, with the Chinese sort of camo design on it, fascinating. Easy to recognise. And they're running the Gibson motor. Well, they were. They're V8s. Oh, maybe that was a Corvette running. Actually, that sounded a bit dirty to me. That sounded more like the Corvette engine from the next garage. Corvette, Stevie. I heard. I heard they started it up. Perhaps the biggest crowd of them, apart from the pink pig. Correct. The biggest crowd. People love the Corvettes, don't they? The sound draws you in, doesn't it? In Corvette yellow, they're what they're called CR7s. Is that what they are? These cars. Forgive me for not being an expert. The focus has been on Ford. Corvette, you will have your year. We will focus on you one year. Slivers of the car, and I know exactly what it is. It's like a striptease, isn't it? Oh, just a little bit. Every little bit of it screams Corvette. Yeah. Almost as much as the engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It speaks brown. Oh, hello. Speaking of the devil? Right, literally the devil. Cool. Let's record the audio. Couple of blips of the dirty brown sound. Nice. Just showing a little bit of ankle. Yes. I think I saw a bit more there. Right. Uh, More Porsches. The Golf Porsches. There's always a Porsche running in golf colours. Golf racing. Got enough money. Still, still to support their long history of association with motorsports. A Porsche in golf colours. That's pretty Le Mans. And the new Aston Martins. Parked next to it. The number 97, 98, 95 and 90 car. What have you seen? Oh, the G-Drive coming through where are they going with that let's keep moving gotta find the rebellions Aston's in that new sort of uh, highlighter limey yellow that they're using they haven't been as quick as they have been traditionally it's a new car that they're still developing so there's the GTE Pro car GTM car in the ivy colour there They know how to do this, Aston Martin. Get a lot of support from ProDrive. ProDrive know how to run GTs at Le Mans very well. 
they used to run Ferraris, remember, with Colin McRae driving one more near to Aston Martin now. Which one is this? This is the new one, the Pro Car. relations with Rebellion in the past. I used to know people who worked for Rebellion, who worked in teams in A1 Grand Prix, so I know you quite well, but this year, because I think it's a, an Orica chassis, they've got assistance from French racing, so I don't think I know anyone in the garages, oh, I got maybe one, getting a wave, how are you, alright, there are some Brits on the team then, definitely. got TVR on their nose which is not actually on display at the moment they've got the front side pods and the rear engine cover laid out in front of me black and real dragon's blood again iridescent red uh, the iridescent colors help keep the heat off bounce stuff back so it's not just a look it's practical too the cars the cabin of the cars have to have mylar reflective surfaces on the outside to keep the temperature down within the cabin but you know all this you don't need me to tell you that love the rebellion team i really want them to win or at least make it very difficult for toyota to win we need a race they need to push 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 against each other and we'll get one certainly we'll get one Right, going to move up the grid, the BMWs. Yeah. Again, there'll be a year where we'll focus on BMW here. It's not this year, but the new M8 GTE is a handsome car, very purposeful, very reliable, and could be quicker than some of the other GTEs. It's already quicker than the new Aston Martin, so they're in with a good shout. First of the Ferrari 488, is that what they're called? I always forget. I'm conscious that I've still got a good third of the pit lane to explore and that time might run out. So I'm just going to keep rolling, listing the cars, trying to tell you what I can about it. I haven't got my crib notes with me and uh, I haven't got my list to tell you which teams I'm supporting, but that will come out. That will come out. 
you'll hear that over the race. Now, the Bike Hollis car. Okay, Bike Hollis are racing in LMP1, as you know. It's Colin Collis, who used to run the what is now the Force India team, but was, were they called Midland in Formula One before they were called Spiker? And he had involvement with Spiker as well. And then he went and he ran that Iberian team that raced, what were they called? HRT, Hispanico. He kept them going for a while. So he's very good at keeping teams going with limited, oh, sorry, sir, with limited investment. And they're still here. They've got the Nismo engine, which let them down really badly. I think it overheated due to a piece of debris in one of the radiators. And right early in the race last year, they had a terrible, terrible race. So I wish them better luck this time. They're still here. Ferraris. I do love Ferraris at Le Mans. Maybe I love Ferraris at Le Mans more than I love them in Formula One. Hmm, I wonder. I wonder. James Collado's driving the number 51, 488, for AF Cox. And Sam Bird's in the number 71 car with wonderful David Rigon. He's top. I liked him a long time. Miguel Molina, who, forgive me, I don't know that name. Tony Valanders in the number 52 car. He used to partner with Fizzy, but Fizzy's no longer in the pro class this year. So my allegiance to that car has slipped away because I love Fizzy. But I do like Tony Villander. I think he's a very talented American with Finnish heritage, I think. That's right. Sam Bird will be watching in the 71 Ferrari. He's quick. I've raced carts against him. He's a lovely lad. GTM cars. Okay, is this Fizzy's car? Yes, it is. Giancarlo Fisichella is in the number 54. Uh, is it Spirit of Race? It is Spirit of Race. It says so there. With Thomas Floor. Is that right? And Francesco Castella. Is that correct? Galacci. Forgive me if I got that wrong. But I'll be watching that because Fizzy. Who doesn't love Fizzy? Do you love Giancarlo Fisichella? Do you love Giancarlo Fisichella? No, mon frère, en français, uh, terrible, pardon. Parlez-vous Braise? Breton? Un peu, sir. Un petit peu. Tinchara Braise? Oh, no. Kumraig? Pedigal? So, yeah, we could probably get there eventually, but it would take a while. J'aime beaucoup votre métier. Merci, monsieur. Dior, as we say in Wales. Yes, yes. Furry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good car to follow. Yeah, yeah. Il Passione. What do you call it? Yeah, Passione. Yeah, correct. Enjoy the race. A bientôt. Au revoir. Who will? Marvellous. A Breton. I'm smashing and braise, but not enough for me to get my brain around it for the moment. <laughs> bit of a change of gear when you're making a programme. Believe me, I can do a lot better than that. Okay, more Ferraris in the amateur class, all worth watching because they make such a lovely sound. Let me read the drivers for you. Who have we got? Can't see. Afraid I don't know all the drivers off the top of my head. I hate to make mistakes, I'm sure I've made mistakes already. Okay, the other BR engineering car, the Gibson engined. BR1, is that what it's called, the car? In very American looking colours. Red, white and blue, white stars, mainly white. Gosh, they look great. All broken apart, like a lobster that's just been dissected to be eaten. Can I tell you that story once? A mate of mine ordered a lobster in Japan, he was a roadie. I think he was out there with Susie and the Banshees, or the Cure. So that dates it, it was in the 80s. We went to a restaurant that promised you know, the freshest sushi and they ordered the lobster sushi and a lobster was delivered to them on a bed of ice. 
laid out front of them looking beautiful, decorated with sprigs of herb and things around it, ginger, on a bed of ice, laid down and Mark, Mark Napier was his name, Yodel, reached forward with his sticks to take a bit of lobster out because it had sort of been separated like these cars, the front separated from the thorax and the abdomen slightly and the front legs walked away, it switched to move forward, <laughs> literally just being killed. How fresh is that? So that's what these cars look like at the moment, a lobster that's been pulled apart, the Delara Gibson LMP2. Oh, this is uh, the Dutch car, this is uh, Jan Lammers car, uh, Guido van der Garde is also diving. Now, who's the third driver? Can't remember off the top of my head, can't read it anywhere, but sponsored by Jumbo if you're Dutch or Jumbo if you're not Dutch. I do know some Dutch mechanics, sort of Roberts looking after that car. He always worked with Jan Lammers in the past in Team Netherlands in A1GP. That was some time ago now. People tend to move on, become management. And then finally, God, I made it to the end, the last car. The number 25, Ligier Gibson in uh, nice, nice sky blue. A bit darker than sky blue, pale blue. And I'm not sure again who's driving this car, the Ligier's. I haven't had a chance to study the LMP2, but I will pick a couple of LMP2 cars. You know what my GTR cars, and you know what my LMP1 car is. I'm with Rebellion in LMP1. I'm not with the Alonso car. I'm with the other, the number seven Toyota. That's my preferred Toyota. I wish Alonso well, but I want the others to win it. In GT Pro, yes, it's definitely the Ford GT, which one I'll tell you in a minute, maybe all of them, as the Aston Martin Vantage is the pro car, is pushed past me, either for a photograph or scrutineering or something at the moment, what's going on? And yep, that's the end of the pit lane. Okay, and in the GT Amateur category, ooh, is Sam Bird in the Amateur category, uh, in the Ferrari? And one of the other amateur cars I'm going to like, oh, I'll get back to you on that. I will definitely get back to you on that. I think Matthias Lauder's in an AM car. I'll be backing him because of my old connections with the A1 drivers. Another Aston goes by. Do you want AND? Are you doing all right? Don't think we're allowed to teach the cars. Shane, we'd all love to. Ah, there's Stevie. That's it for now, but our coverage of the 24 Hours of Le Mans 2018 continues in episode 341 of Gareth Jones on Speed, available to download early next week. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!